0: Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 181, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. From the most ancient times, including the time of Abraham and Moses, right through to the time of Christ's disciples, one of the most important things for a true disciple was to continue to have and to foster a humble, grateful and remembering heart. When a person or a community forgets the blessings of the past and ceases to be grateful for what we have rather than be sad about what we have not, everything goes awry. A grateful, humble, remembering heart is our duty and our salvation. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you is found forgiveness, O God of Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello, everyone. On this 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C, we've gathered to offer our praise, prayers and intercession to God. Coming together as God's family, let us call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom and write your truth in our inmost heart. Christ, have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
1: Glory to God in the high and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great
0: us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Kings, chapter 5, verses 14 to 17. Naaman the Syrian went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. Naaman came and stood before Elisha and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a present from your servant. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will accept nothing. Naaman urged Elisha to accept, but he refused. Then Naaman said, If not, Please let two mule loads of earth be given to your servant, for your servant will no longer offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any god except the Lord. The Word of the Lord The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his justice to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Ring out your joy. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Chapter 2, verses 8 to 13. Beloved, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. The saying is sure, If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia. All things give thanks to God, because this is what he expects of you in Christ Jesus. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God, except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to the Samaritan, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord A writer whose name is not known once declared, Happy are those who dwell not on what they have not, but rather happy are the ones who give thanks for all that they do have very good advice and it's very fitting with the gospel today. A boy by the name of Germain Gardner was born with one eye, no nose and a misshapen face. Doctors said he would be severely disabled and likely to have little chance of intellectual development. His mother wondered what would become of him in this world. Four years later, This same child was sitting in the day room of a medical centre where he had received countless hours of treatment already, but this time he was not there for more medical treatment. Instead, he was playing a thank-you piano concert for 200 hospital employees. His astounding musical genius was discovered by accident when he was still a baby. He can now wonderfully play over 200 classical compositions. And he's played with world-famous singer and piano player Stevie Wonder. That four-year-old's Thank You concert raises some important questions. How grateful am I for what I have? And how do I show this gratitude to God and to people around me? That child has now grown up and has continued to do wonderful things. In 2014, his mother, Jacqueline Kess Gardner, wrote... Germain was recently diagnosed with Asperger's and has embraced the diagnosis. He continues to perform, write music and has recently authored a science fiction book. The journey continues and I continue to give God the glory. He is not finished with this story yet. Very inspiring. There's so many wonderful stories of people who have gone against the odds and have achieved so much and are grateful for the wonderful blessings they do have. And the gospel today is very fitting. It's a reminder of the absolute importance of being grateful for the gifts that God has given us. So often it's too easy to remember and stew over the things that have gone wrong, the burdens and struggles. But it can be at the expense of forgetting or minimising the wonderful things that God has provided to us. There are so many things to be thankful for in this life. And it's important to take time out to remember them and to give God thanks. In the Gospel featuring the ten lepers, I remember a few years ago, some prep school students were drawing pictures based on the Bible. The teacher asked them to draw their favourite Bible scene. And one child had a drawing featuring our Lord reaching out to touch ten large, spotty, cat-like animals. And the teacher asked the child, What's this drawing about? Uh, Which part of the the scriptures is this? And the child replied confidently, That's Jesus healing the ten leopards. (laughs) Isn't that cute? It makes sense, though. A child probably wouldn't recognise the word leper as different from leopard. What I'd like to know, though, is when the leopards got cured, did they lose their spots? In any case... The readings remind us that there's nothing better and more necessary than a grateful, remembering heart. One of the lepers, not leopards, was a Samaritan. Samaritans were hated by the Jewish people of the time. They were not accepted. And they certainly weren't spoken to or engaged with. But here was a group of lepers that included Jewish people and a Samaritan as well. And that shows us that these other Jewish lepers had accepted a Samaritan among them. Their rejection and marginalization as a group, the pain that they were suffering, had brought them together as a community. There was no distinction amongst these outcasts. They were suffering and excluded, and that had brought them together into one community. Also, our Lord accepts people with no distinctions they're all in need of healing and he gives them all what they need, irrespective of where they come from or what they believe. However, the Samaritan is the only one who turns back and gives thanks. In Jewish law, a person was not considered purified or healed, even if it was obvious that they had been, until legally the priests had declared them to be clean again. So they could be healed but not yet officially recognised. So the other nine go off to fulfil the letter of the law, of the requirements for purity. But the Samaritan realises, wait a minute, I'm already cured, I'm purified by our Lord. So he turns back to give our Lord thanks directly, to give God thanks, to give Jesus, who is God, thanks. Samaritans were considered inferior and half pagan, And also, Samaritans were considered impure and not to be associated with. Yet the Samaritan here in this gospel is the only one who opens his heart to the Lord and expresses the real content of purity. The clean of heart are not those who merely observe rules and appear irreproachable or who belong to a particular group of people, but rather they are the ones who are consistent and whose hearts and attitudes match their outward actions people who act with humility, appreciation and gratitude for the overwhelming and generous graces that they've received. The Samaritan is the one who remembers Jesus. This man is grateful. He's doubly marginalised. He's a leper and a foreigner. And so while Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem where he will be killed at the hands of those who defended formal legal rules about purity, Our Lord gives this man, who is truly pure of heart, the wonderful saying, Your faith has made you well. It's a reminder of that importance, of being grateful for the many gifts that God has given us. It's too easy to be tempted to stew over things that have gone wrong, all the hurts, the snubs and mistakes of the past. There are so many things, though, to be grateful for in our life. And it's important to take time out regularly to remember those blessings and graces and to give heartfelt thanks and to keep them in front of our minds, particularly for times of struggle. In the Old Testament, the people of Israel regularly forgot the many blessings that God had given them, and this led to grumbling and complaining. Forgetting, grumbling and ruminating on the negative easily leads to failing to count our blessings and it can lead, as it has done in the past, throughout history, to turning away from God. St Paul in the second reading captures this well. He's basically saying, I've suffered everything for the gospel. I've lost so much. However, I will continue to trust in God and praise him still. I will continue to focus on the good news because it's more powerful than bad news. And no matter what happens, there's more good news than bad and the good news of Christ will have the last word in everything. It's so important to regularly sit at personal prayer time and with a journal and a pen in hand and spend some silent quality time reflecting in prayer, writing down any and every blessing, every grace, every joy that comes our way, this day, this week, this month, and in fact, right throughout life. In this prayer exercise, the object is to only list the positive things that come to mind, the things we're grateful for, the countless gifts that God has showered upon us, big and small, extraordinary as well as ordinary. It will certainly keep our sense of perspective. And I truly believe that if we sat in prayer writing down all the blessings and gifts that we receive daily, we would fill that journal book up of thanksgiving and grace in days. And by the end of the year, we'd have a pile of books piled up right to the roof. Even specialists in emotional health remind us that what we focus on, positive or negative, can have profound effects on our sense of well-being. It's a bit like if we eat the wrong type of food, if it's not nourishing, if it's junk food and we take in too much of it, we take into our bodies things that are wrong and it does us no good, it can actually do us harm. The same with what we focus on in our daily lives. If we take in all the negatives and minimize the positives, it will distort our perceptions and be very unhealthy for us. That's not to say we should be unrealistic or in denial of the many difficult things and issues in life. But a sense of perspective helps us to keep turning back to God and trusting in God's care that it's still with us no matter what's happening. God's blessings are, as the psalm reminds us, not all in the past. And we will continue to praise God and trust in God's faithfulness and care. Remembering Jesus Christ as St. Paul asks us to do in the second reading is about accepting Jesus' message of love without building up purely legal or religious boundaries and walls. I always find it striking that the word we use to describe what we're doing on Sunday when we gather for Mass is called Eucharist, which is a Greek word meaning thanksgiving. That is very significant. We give thanks to God for so many things. We remember the past week and offer it up to the Lord, and we give thanks for the blessings to come and offer that up to the Lord too. But this Thanksgiving is not just what we do here on Sunday. It's also the people we're called to be in Christ. It is right and it is just that we, in word and action, are people who always and everywhere give the Lord thanks. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our Lord points out the faith of the Samaritan. In faith we make our petitions to the Lord. For the Church that it may always be conscious of the need to be truly grateful in both word and action. Lord, hear us. For all who govern our country, that they may set an example to all by promoting equality and justice in society. Lord, hear us, for all who feel left out, that we may find ways to show them how they're loved by God and an important member of God's family. Lord, hear us, for our homes and families, that they may be filled with peace and the joy of Christ. Lord, hear us, for all who are in ill health, in mind, body or spirit, that the Lord will come to them with healing, strength and peace, and comfort their loved ones. Lord, hear us, for those who have died, that they may be rewarded for their faithful service, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, you gave your Son as a gift to all. Help us to have the vision and the courage to imitate you as we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Accept, O Lord, the prayers of your faithful with the sacrificial offerings that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim... Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The rich suffer want and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no blessing. Let us pray. We entreat your majesty most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with the nourishment that comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you may make us sharers of his divine nature, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks, everyone, and have a grace-filled and compassion-filled week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, A Time of Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Prayers and Chants are from the English Translation of the Roman Missal, Edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and revised 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ in USA. The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, from Robert Borg, Together We Pray, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, Australia, 1993. Mass in honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, composed and sung by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love Hymn dedicated to William J. Kelly based on 1 Corinthians 13 1-13 set to original music by Paul W. Kelly copyright 1996 For more information homilycatholic.blogspot.com Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources May God bless and keep you.